Irish Illustrated Insider is sponsored by VisitSouthBend.com. Is it time to check a Notre Dame home game off your bucket list? Has it been too long since you've soaked in the game day atmosphere in person? Whether it's for the first time ever or in a while, start planning your trip to South Bend to watch the Fighting Irish with ideas and inspiration at VisitSouthBend.com. This is Irish Illustrated Insider, Wednesday, September 24th. We're talking recruiting today with our recruiting expert, Kevin Sinclair. And Kevin, uh, this we, we're, going, we're going to talk about a, a couple guys that are on Notre Dame's, still on Notre Dame's 23, 2023 map, uh, as well as some guys that have been verbally committed, com, uh, committed and evaluate their performances on the high school level. But uh, Kevin, let's start with, with Tayshawn Leons, uh, who visited for the Kell game, really love his game. We've talked about him in the past. Uh, just your perception as to where Notre Dame is with with Leons after his Kell visit. Yeah, so you know he previously Notre Dame offering him. Um, Washington was a big player in his recruitment, and then of course Notre Dame offered, and then you know he really quickly um, booked an official visit, which was for the Cal game on the weekend. Um, between then and when he visited, um, he picked up more offers, Boston College, Penn State. I know Tennessee is showing interest, too. And, um, yeah, you know, he visited Notre Dame on the weekend and he stayed all the way through through Monday. Um, you know, it sounded like everything, you know, went really well there. It sounded like it sounded like it probably exceeded his expectations uh, a little bit. And, um, you know, with that, all along prior to the visit, he was always talking about, I'm likely not going to make a decision until after my season. You know, oftentimes recruits will say that, but then they'll visit and they'll make a commitment quickly after that. So it's going to be like, okay, what's going to happen here? sounds like he is going to stick to that. I don't know if it's going to be um, after his season, but it sounds like he does still want to take um, other visits. Washington, Washington is still in play as well. You know, obviously Notre Dame's offense hasn't been moving the ball that well, um, you know, through the passing game. So, you know, there's a lot to sell there, but, Notre Dame definitely in the mix there, and we'll see what other visits he takes. Um, it's probably going to be some time before he decides. And, um, you know, you, you were talking about his game. Um, you know, for me, he's he's just so agile and and uh, elusive. He looks like he could develop a, like into a really good route runner. Um, but what do you think, Tim? What, what do you like about his game? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've made the comparison to the, the former USC uh, receiver. But I, what I, you know, I mean, I love his game. I, I, I think that he has a great future on the collegiate level. I'm just wondering, and I know you mentioned them, uh, if the start by Tennessee and, you know, what they've paid for their future quarterback, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering if Tennessee ends up joining the Notre Dame-Washington duo at the top. Well, that's, that's the thing is, you know, the whole NIL, um, you know, uh, era kind of inserting itself into all these recruitments, it kind of, you know, turns turns a lot of these recruitments into big question marks where we can't kind of run on the same assumptions we always have about how things will turn out. Um, so that, you know, that adds even more sort of question into it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens here, but Notre Dame definitely has a shot there. Kevin, what's the latest on uh, Jeremiah Love visited for uh, the, the Marshall game uh, within the last week plus what's, what's the latest you have on him? Yeah. So, you know, with Love, things are very positive between, him and the coaching staff and um, Notre Dame all together. He's very high on Notre Dame, but again, Texas A&M is in the mix as well. He visited there last weekend. 
visited Notre Dame the weekend prior for the Marshall game. Obviously, Notre Dame, uh, you know, lost that game. That was a tough weekend in South Bend, of course. But, you know, Notre Dame's in the mix. But, you know, much like we were just talking about with Tayshawn, um, you know, another school that's, you know, heavily involved in the whole NIL um, situation. So it's, it just puts more uncertainty into it. You know, um, it's really hard to say. And it's both of these recruitments are kind of a waiting game um, to see, you know, which move they're going to make. Notre Dame definitely in the mix with both. Um, of course, Notre Dame has two running back commits, right? But um, on the weekend, I watched uh, Christian Brother College, uh, their game, and I was actually kind of surprised how much Jeremiah Love was playing in the slot. You know, he's played in the slot often, maybe even more than he was playing running back. So, you know, his position fit there, you know, he may very well be able to play in the slot. I've always thought, you know, he's more likely to be a running back, but really seems he can play both, which is interesting. No, I, I really think that you can accentuate his skill set a ton from that slot position. So that's all good. You know, I mean, the blueprint is is Chris Tyree and, and what what he's doing. Now, Tyree is is still, you know, clearly more running back than receiver. But I think Love is the kind of guy that you can – I mean, you can recruit him with that with that Chris Tyree model uh, in mind. Now, um I know that we've both seen a little bit of Dylan Edwards. My goodness, that kid just keeps oh, yeah. getting better and better. I saw a little bit of the Jaden Lamar stuff. I still don't see the type of explosion from him that you would like out of the running back position. Edwards, to me, continues to, to escalate. Uh, where do you see Jaden Lamar's game at this point? Yeah, so Lamar, what's, what I like about him is – Again, I, I like to liken him to Kyron Williams a little bit. Now, you talk about that explosiveness. Kyron wasn't super explosive either, but he was um, a guy who could be like a workhorse of a running back. Now, Lamar, um, you know, he's about 190 pounds, very jacked up muscular. He's very good at running the ball between the tackles. Okay, so he's, um, you know, he very rarely goes down at first contact. Very slippery the way Kyron was between the tackles, but like Kyron, he also have very good uh, receiving skills. He's really good in the screen game like Kyron was. I just see a lot of similarities between the two. Now, um, you know, his speed, I know that he's, you know, been clocked around the four or five range and that, and he has like a 40-inch vertical, very athletic kid. He did this like front flip over top a defender uh, right on the goal line. So he was uh, – Approaching this defensive back, he dipped his shoulders down for the tackle, and he did a front flip over the defensive back in the end zone. So, real athletic kid. But um, we're talking about Dylan Edwards. I mean, man, that kid. He had you know multiple touchdowns during the game. Then they were trailing by a few scores. He had a 93 yard kick return touchdown, and then um, you know tie game 38 38. There was about 50 seconds left in the game. And, you know, the whole defense knows the ball's going to him, which it did. And he just snaps off this 85-yard untouched touchdown, you know, to, to win the game 45-38. So, you know, he's a, he's a playmaker, the speed and all that, but he seems to make the big plays when his team needs the most. You know, he's just that super exciting playmaker. The only thing you got to question is his, his size, right? He's very small. He's about 5'8". 160 pounds. So, you know, you have to always keep that in mind, but man, his speed and playmaking ability, if you can't catch him, I mean, who cares how small he is? So, I mean, that's, simple terms. that's the way I feel about it. And I, you know, I realize that there's a small 
I mean, speaking of small, but I mean, there is a small segment of small skill position athletes that can really, really excel. Mm-hmm. I just look at him as one of those kind of guys. I, I, he, he diminishes the importance of size just because of his, his natural explosiveness and getting back to Lamar. I mean, you said that he's, um, you know, good between the tackles, Notre Dame needs running backs that are good between the tackles. And I know that, mm. I know that he can play a physical brand of football um, uh, as well. Just would like to see that, that extra year, I guess, maybe when you watch, when you watch so much of Dylan Edwards, you kind of gets, you get spoiled with, with that kind of burst, but let's talk, Kevin, let's talk about a couple, a uh, couple, three guys that I know that you put video up on from, from their recent games. Uh, and let's start with, let's start with Preston Zinter, who I know Notre Dame likes as a linebacker, but he's playing defensive end tight end in high school. So it makes it a little bit more hard, uh, more difficult to project, but what have you seen from him so far uh, during his senior year of play? Yeah, so um, size-wise, he looks great. Um, kind of reminds me of almost like, uh, remember Greer Martini? Yeah. He's about like that 6'3", and um, he was probably 235, 240 or so. Well, Preston's 225, but he looks like he can be that kind of body type, that big linebacker, and I think he can be a similar style of linebacker. Um, this, uh, previously, as I'd written about, he always played defensive end, so it's kind of tricky to value that, evaluate him that way, but he was playing – linebacker uh on friday um tight game 17-7 they won and he created the two turnovers that really made it happen first uh first series there was a four-star player uh had the football the, on the on the opposing team he you know sideline to sideline kind of play sprinted out made the tackle near the sideline knocked the ball loose he recovered it and then later in the in the second half he made a great read kind of uh dropping in the middle of the field uh leaping up intercepting a pass he also had a 25-yard reception, but the point is, uh, you know, he had 10 tackles on the day, forced two turnovers, made a couple big plays at tight end. So he looked really sharp. I liked it. I, you know, I trust, I mean, obviously, well, first of all, you see more film than I do. Um, and of course, uh, and try and I try to watch as much as I can. Of course, Nordame sees even more than you do. So I trust their judgment yeah. on Preston Zinner as a linebacker, but I still want to say I, I like him at tight end. I, I like the things I yeah. see of him at tight end. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about is is Devin Houston. I I, I really I really like this player uh, a lot. I think he offers you some versatility. I think he's a natural a natural defensive tackle. But when you see some of his high school clips, he has some he has he has the range of a strong side defensive end at times. I'm not sure that I would put him in that category, but I love his frame. Um, I, you know, he, he starts in a low base. He has that range that I mentioned that could, you know, maybe play a little bit of five technique uh, if you wanted to. And then his, his get off is, is, is tremendous. I, every time I see Devin Houston play, I feel, feel better about his future at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like um, it just so happened, like all three of his games were sort of posted online the other night. I had a bit of time. I came across them and I thought, let's check it out. And I sort of went through these three games and, you know, I think he's got some kind of similarities to, if you can imagine Myron Tegovaloa Amosa being six, four and a half, mm-hmm. that's kind of what you might have in him. You know, he's um, what stands out most is his mobility, really light, in his feet for such a big guy he's about 285 pounds now 
comes off the ball really well. He looks like he's getting some good coaching um, in terms of his development, uh, the way he uses his hands, his feet. So, yeah, like you said, really mobile, maybe in like a, a three-man front could maybe even play big end, but yes. definitely, you know, yeah, definitely an interior guy though. And um, also was playing on the offensive line, playing a lot of left tackle, um, really driving his feet. So anyways, I, you know, he's a guy who's going to come in and play right away, but I think he's a, he's a really good upside guy. You know, he's a solid four-star defensive lineman yeah. and you can't have enough of those. Love his motor. Yeah. You know, that too. I mean, he, he's just, he's a play hard guy every time the football is snapped. Now we saw a little bit of a, a offensive tackle, Elijah page and page. And before we start recording, you know, we were, we were talking Kevin about, you know, I know, I know that there's some out there that think he's a left tackle. I do not, I do not think he's a left tackle. And I'd like to see a little bit more when, first of all, when he drives his legs and he's bringing it, he's a beast. But yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't bring his legs and drive like that uh, every time I, I, I see a snap. So um, just your and you know and again some of the clips that we saw of him, he's going against when he is playing left tackle. He's kind of playing cat and mouse. He's batting people around. Right. The, the competition that he's going against is just not strong enough to to get around him. What's what's your perspective on what you've seen of him so far in his senior season? Well, yeah, I mean that's just it when you're evaluating like a 310 pound tackle and he's up against a 185 pound defensive end, you know, he's not very athletic. It's, it's hard to know what to make of it, but yeah, I, you know, he, what he looks to me like is he's really raw. Now he really looks the part he's like six, six and a half and like three ten. He he looks the part. He has it physically. He looks, you know, capable of doing it. I don't know if he's a left tackle. He's he, with being so raw, he's quite hesitant at times. Um, doesn't always come off the ball as as quickly as I think he could. But yeah, I think sort of like right tackle or guard, probably more likely for him. I can see what Notre Dame likes in him. He's a a great kid. He works very hard, and he has great size. And I think longer term project makes sense. Uh, absolutely. Don't yeah. know if he's a left tackle. I I think I agree with what you said. But yeah, he's definitely a guy that's going to take some time. Uh, to build upon. Yeah. Great frame. I mean, you, you, you gotta like, you know, there's a lot to work with there. Um, you know, but, uh, but I do think that he's raw and it's going to take a little bit of time and that's fine. You know, I mean, Notre mm -hmm. Dame has been pretty fortunate to have a couple of young offensive linemen develop uh, quickly uh, last year and, and this year, but he's got a frame, I would say right tackle. And if not right tackle, right guard as right. well, Kevin, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap up with a 2024 guy, Cam Williams. Uh, who I know that you've been watching a lot here lately, the last four weeks, he's posted uh, four straight 100 yard games. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the way he's tracking the football and goes up to get it. Would like to see a little bit more burst off the line of scrimmage, but uh, you know, I know he's, uh, he's enthused about Notre Dame when he was in town. He met, uh, he met Manti Teo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I talked to him after his visit, you know, first off, I just got to see, he's a fantastic kid. You know, you, when you're a recruiting reporter, you meet all the commits and that, and he's, he's a kid who really stands out to me as a, just an impressive kind of kid. He's like, you know, um, you know, just a, a kid you feel real good about. I think he'll do really well at Notre Dame. He's a Notre Dame kind of kid. And so I think, you know, once he does pressers and stuff like that, once he gets to Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame fans will really like Cam Williams. But, but yeah, coming along really nicely. I've been just kind of tracking his season. Um, his team's 4-0. He's had over 100 receiving yards in, in all four games. Um, 
you know, what we saw from him the previous year, he, real quick, we really liked his route running. But now, you know, we want, he went from about 170 to 185. So he's more physical now. He's winning, you know, contested balls. He's winning contested balls. He had this great adjustment where he's running a post route and the quarterback underthrew it where um, he had to make this almost like a baseball type sliding catch on his side to make, you know, it was on a third down, third and long. He made the catch for the first down. So, you know, just seeing real good competitiveness uh, from him, but he's more physically strong and more physically able to sort of bully defensive backs for footballs. And, and again, I just got to say, like, you just, I feel really good about the kind of kid he is and, and his future. He's a, he's a good one. That was a catch for Notre Dame. For more on uh, Notre Dame's 2024 cornerbacks um, recruits, I I would encourage people to read Kevin Sinclair's midweek report today on irishillustrated.com. Kevin mentions Aaron Scott, Terion Nichols, and Carson Hobbs as some corners uh, that that Kevin, you and I will talk about uh, in the future. But for today, that's it for Irish Illustrated Insider. Thanks for joining us.